Before we get started, I want to talk about sponsors that help make this show possible. I've partnered with swimming companies that can serve our international audience. I'm giving away not one, but two Swim Nerd Pace Clocks on the first night of US Olympic trials. Find the link in the show notes to enter. I'd like to introduce our newest sponsor, Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply. One of the best ways to build power in the pool is by using a tower. I got introduced to Chuck Destro. Because of the way Chuck designed them, they can break down and ship in a much smaller box so they can ship anywhere in the world for a reasonable price. Use code BRETT at checkout and save $150 on a double swim tower. That means if you order two, you can save $300. Order four, save $600. Go to destromachines.com to get your team stronger in the water today. Looking to host your first swim meet or replacing an old timing system? Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop using superior swim timing. You can use superior swim timing with your existing equipment, or they can provide you with a complete timing solution, including deck harnesses, buttons, and starter. SST is fully compatible with HiTech and Team Unify, as well as Colorado, Dactronics, and Amiga touchpads. Go to superiorswimtiming.com to learn more, and be sure to tell them I sent you. All right, Ian Hanson, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Yeah, nice to see you, Hawkey. Been a long time, um, but I've certainly been following your uh, your progress on the other side of uh, your swimming career. Doing a great job of these podcasts, and mate, I was a chuff to get the call to uh, to join on this one. Well, mate, I appreciate it. Listen, um, just for a little bit of background, tell people who you are and what you've been doing for the last thirty years with Swimming Australia. Yeah, sure. Well, it's. Um, in 2021, it's 50 years, Hawkey, since I left school, which is, uh, I can't believe that. And I, I was only sort of um, left school maybe a couple of days and got a job as a, um, as a copy boy and then a journalist um, at the, uh, the Daily Telegraph. And I started a career as a writer and, um, and of course, having a, um, a passion for, for sport. I wanted to be a sports writer. And then, of course, my other passion being for swimming, um, I sort of started at the bottom and worked my way up and and um, had the thrill of my life when I was chosen to go to the uh, 1982 Commonwealth Games as a swimming correspondent. Um, and it all started from there. And I ended up in, in LA um, for the first of what's been nine Olympic Games hockey. Some as a, a journalist in uh, 84 in LA to watch John Sieben, um win that Olympic gold um, as an Australian journalist. Mate, it was just um, one of the happiest days of, a, of my journalistic career. Um, and then I was in, uh, in 1988 in Seoul and Duncan did his thing and, and won the gold medal and mm. surfed his way to victory. And um, that was a great day as well. And 
Um, and then from then on, I, I became the, uh, in 1991, I became the first ever media manager of the Australian swim team um, and uh, went to another uh, seven Olympics. And uh, I think to, uh, to do that in, and work in Barcelona and then Atlanta and then in the countdown to our games, Hawkey in Sydney, um, as a swimmer yourself and as a, a media guy for myself, to be in the hometown and to have the Olympics, the big show, come to your home city, um, that was just absolutely um, a dream come true. And then um, Athens came along and uh, on the team there as well. And then um, my daughter Brooke made that team and um, mm. after missing 96 and 2000 and then it gave the family a huge, a huge thrill to win that Olympic silver in the in the hundred breaststroke, and then be part of that uh, that medley relay team, and, and that won the gold. That was just a, a huge thrill, and um, I was on to uh, you know on to Beijing, and then to London um, as the deputy media director of the Australian Olympic team, as I was in um, in Rio as well. So um, I've seen so many amazing moments um, in that um, you know in that space. So um, it's been fantastic. Well, a couple of things there, Matt. I've got to get your daughter on, by the way. I've I've had a bunch of people on, and she's she's on my list, so I'm 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 coming after her. So let her know she's she's going to get a, a message from me soon. Um, the other <laughs> thing is, uh, you know, I think I think people back home in Australia um, know you without a doubt, but I don't think worldwide people fully understand the impact that you've had on swimming Australia. And you know, a lot of people may attribute you know certain aspects of of, of the way that Australia has really come on in the last 30 years to people like Don Talbot, um, you know, other people like that, leaders of the group. But, mate, you you did. The work that you've done has just been phenomenal. I know you've won some awards for it. They can't give you enough awards for the work you've done. You were brilliant in in, in my career and helping me. Um, and, and every single Australian swimmer who's come along in the last 30 years has has something to say to you and and – Generally, it's just a big thank you. So I appreciate everything you've done for us. Yeah, thanks, Hawkey. I, I appreciate that. And I, I think, as as you well know, um, in anything that you do, if you've got the passion for it, um, mm. it, it really does make a huge difference. And I was lucky enough to have so many amazing mentors um, journalistically and then in the swimming world. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with some of the best um, writers and journalists in um in Australia and around the world, I've met so many great writers um, um, in that um, in that main press centre. When you go into the Olympics, and the world's uh, press are there, and to to walk in there and to be part of that is is fabulous. But my Olympic story goes back to uh, when I um, started to swim myself, and I was just a very average club swimmer, um, hockey, and um, in the, the the Queenscliff Rock Pool. But my coach, my first coach, was John Devitt, mm. and um, I, I figured out pretty early in life, Hawkey, that I was never going to go to the Olympic Games as a swimmer, but maybe as a journalist. And uh, John, of course, won the Olympics in, um, in Rome in 1960 and then became the head of Speedo. And um, he sort of took me under his wing and, um, and looked after me and pointed me in the right direction. And of course, his best mate, um, the late, great Terry Gathercole, um, he, um, he actually, his wife um, taught all my kids to swim. So um, to have the... Um, you know the background that those guys had, and the and the passion that they had in sport. It was it became infectious, and mm. um, along the way, I, I met so many great people. And Kevin Berry, the late Kevin Berry, was was part of that as well. And I was a member of um, several committees in New South Wales sport, um, just to rub shoulders with those guys. Hawkey, I mean, you you just learn about about their passion and 
and what it really means to be on the other side. And I, I also think that the move I made out of journalism to join sports marketing and management to learn the other side of, of sport, the commercial side of sport, um, and the management of people and um, and sponsors and the whole commercial side of things, um, to have the, the ability or the, the opportunity, I'm sorry, to, to work with a guy called Mike Bushell. And we were great mates in, in surf club days. And um, and he was um, he was the head of, um, along with Wilf Barker and John Donahue, of course, was part of that, that group. And John was uh, a member of, um, of that 56 Olympic team. To have that influence and to understand the commerciality of swimming um, in sports marketing and management and javelin really gave me an insight into uh, into the other side. And I'll never mm. forget um, Mike um, in the approach to Sydney. He was desperate to get swimming um, in prime time in Australia on television. And he kept knocking on the doors and knocking on the doors until the penny dropped and they decided to uh, do a live broadcast of those 99 pan packs in Sydney. And that, for me, that was a major game changer in our sport in this country. Um, and the ratings went through the roof. Um, Thorpey, just to name one athlete, did his thing, um, as the whole team did hockey, as you know. But I think uh, from memory, maybe 11 world records that week um, across the board with Thorpey, with Lenny Kraselberg, Penny Haynes. Um, I'm sure that there's a few others there as well, of course. But that really turned it around um, to really showcase the sport of swimming 12 months out from the Olympics and the rest, as they say, made is history because when you've got a superstar um, like Ian Thorpe and, um, and, his, and his partner in, um, in, uh, in Grand Hackett, uh, mm. to, to list a few others like uh, Susie O'Neill, of course, and the whole lot with Skippy and Matty Welsh and yourself and it was just um, Clemmy. I mean, the list goes on. It was, um, it was just a, a perfect storm. And to be part of that, to work with those guys, to get that experience, um, was just a dream come true for, for a journalist like myself and, uh, and all that un unravel in, in my hometown. Well, mate, we've, um, we've had some amazing teams and amazing swimmers, and you've had, you've had some good people to write about and work with. That's for damn sure. But listen, uh, you and I, in, and you're, in an, you're an encyclopedia, mate, um, and that was kind of showcased just recently, and in, in, in we shared the screen a little bit in, in a documentary, um, Head Above Water, that just came out on Amazon. And, um, you know, you're, you're a little surprised for me. And then when I was watching, I was like, oh, Hanso's in there, and then <laughs> off you go, you know. You were amazing. You just held it together, and you're given such great – everybody in America is like, who's this guy? He's so smart. He's just so on top of it. I'm like, oh, it's Hanso. He knows what he's doing. But pretty cool documentary. Hey, it worked out pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so thankful to um, Hawkey, to uh, the team um, at um, at Swimming World. And it's probably an opportune time to uh, to give Rootmiler, Brent Rootmiler, a, um, a mm. cheerio. He's going through some tough times over there. And yep. um, he's um, going through chemo. And, and I'd like to wish him all the best because uh, Brent um, and the team over there gave me an opportunity to um, to ride on Swimming World and to um, to extend my uh, my career. And, and that's just been um, – it's been terrific to be able to do that um, and um, just to write about my passion. Um, and then mm. the phone rang from John McAvoy from McAvoy Media saying, listen, we want you to, to be part of this, um, this doco with, um, with Cody Simpson and Bronnie Campbell and, um, and uh, Thorpey, of course, um, and um, Kyle Chalmers. And mm. the opportunity just to get that phone call, Brett, from, um, from John McAvoy 
um, was just terrific because, um, you know, he, he wanted me to come in and, um, and do some chats. But the way they put that together, uh, they made me look good, mate. Don't worry about that, which was, <laughs> which was nice. But it was just um, – I was humbled to, uh, to be asked and uh, the phone rang out of the blue. I'm, you know, I think I was on my way to the beach at Corumban and um, he said, we're doing this, uh, this doco. Do you want to be part of it? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm in like Flynn, you know. So, um, mate, it was just um, – it really has – uh, if I mention that 99 Pan Packs hockey was a game changer, then there's mm. no doubt that this um, this one has been um, this doco has been an absolute game changer. Something that's swimming in this country has just been uh, just needed something like this just to give it a boost again, and it's certainly done that. To walk in to Adelaide where I am doing this podcast with you this morning, uh, with our trials about to start tomorrow, um, and there's a buzz around the place hockey. Uh, the place mm. looks terrific. It really, they've decorated it so well that everyone coming up and saying, oh, Hanso, good job on the docker. Good to see you and Hawkey in there. And it was, um, honestly, there's a real buzz around it. I think it's given um, the swimming community in Australia just a shot in the arm that it really needs. Yeah, I think so too, mate. It was so well done. And I was I was a little worried because I had some moments in there, you know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> typical Hawkey, you know, had to, had to throw some stuff in there, some drama. But it, but, made, um, made it made it. It made it real Hawkey, you know. <laughs> It did, you know, and and look, there's some there's real moments in sport, you know that behind the scenes, there's real stuff that goes on. And it's tough. These guys work their ass off all year round to come and swim into trials like this and perform for, you know, under a couple of minutes. Some of them, you know, and and that's it. That's their one shot in four years, and 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 actually, it's been five years for a lot of them. So, um, just in terms of that, you're you're at the the media day for Australian swimming, and and they're all there, and. Uh, this thing kicks off tomorrow. So what is the current state of, of swimming in Australia? How are we looking? Look, I think it's, um, it's, it's been a long, nervous wait, hasn't it, for everyone through what we've been through in, in COVID. But we've just heard this morning, Hawkey, from, um, from um, two of our stars of, um, of this meeting, Mitch Larkin and mm. also uh, Lakeisha Lucky-Patterson, um, who's one of the stars of our Paralympic team. And uh, they fronted the media this morning and... Um, there was a fantastic media throng here and um, and it was just great to hear from those guys and I can reveal, um, maybe not exclusively, but I can reveal that um, that Mitch Larkin has decided, Hawkey, that he is going to concentrate um, on the 200 individual medley um, for uh, for Tokyo. So he will wow. swim the 200 backstroke here at the, um, at the trials, um, but he's going to concentrate on the 100 back and also the 200 metres individual medley um, for the games in um, in Tokyo. Um, of course, the 200 backstroke has been his baby for so long. Silver in um, in, um, in of course in Rio, and he's a, mm. um, a world champion at 200 backstroke. And he admitted it was tough for him to to give that one away, but um, he'll race it here. But he's going to uh, relinquish that spot um, when it comes to the games, um, which you know it's going to open up the doors for. Um, for some other athletes too, and it's good for them to know. I mean, the likes of Kristen Hollard from um, from the Gold Coast, and and um, you know those guys, um, Bradley uh, Woodward also. They're going to get a chance to to maybe make their first Olympic team. Um, but I know that from what Mitch said this morning, he's so excited about a new challenge for him um, in his third, which will, will be his third Olympics um, mm. to swim that 200 IM, inspired by um, by Phelps and Lotke, of course. Um, but obviously, you're happy to see um, to see Phelps retire to let him go in and have a crack at this. But I think it's exciting for him, and it's um, it's great news for, um, uh, for 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 the team. And I think uh, for him to to have a new challenge, um, mm. it's going to be um, it's going to be exciting. 
Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Now, listen, on the documentary, we did get a chance to get inside a little bit with um, two of the superstars, as you said. Um, Kyle Chalmers um, was, was one of them for sure. And, and, and during that time, we saw, you know, he's had injuries. He's had stuff going on. How's, how's he looking? How's he feeling right now? Do you know? Well, last time I saw him, he was lean and mean. And um, <laughs> he's, uh, look, he's certainly, um, he's fine right down. And I think that um, he's got it together. And I think that's, it took Kyle um, a fair while to, to um, get to the, the fact that, and to understand it and appreciate the fact of, um, of being an Olympic champion. It's not an easy thing um, for a, a teenager to come to terms with that. And he, and he had to come to terms with that very quickly. And being in the, um, in the swimming loving country um, that Australia is, um, it wasn't easy for him. Um, but he's had some, um, some great mentorship from a lot of the, uh, the former champions. And, and he's in the best of hands with, um, with Coach Peter Bishop. And mm -hmm. um, good to be in their backyard here in Adelaide. And that's going to make him feel even more relaxed. But he's, um, he's uh, certainly had his ups and downs, hasn't he? You know, with his heart issues. Um, and then his, uh, his shoulder operation just before Christmas. Um, but he's eased his way back in. He wanted to really have a crack at it, but he had to be calmed down by, um, by Peter Bishop and also by the medical staff that um, there's, the big, there's the big picture to think about here, Kyle. We don't want you to come back too soon. So mm. um, he swam um, at the South Australian Championships in the rear range in, uh, in January and then uh, looked great at the Australian Championships. Um, was in heavy training, obviously, at the Sydney Open but um, did a great job there and has had a training camp um, up in Darwin. So I think it's, um, it's all systems go. He's going to swim the 100-200 freestyle. Um, had been toying with the possibility throughout the last 12 months of maybe doing the 100 fly, but that's been put on the back burner. I think it's a wise decision just to do the uh, concentrate on what he's best at. And he's really keen, as they all are, to be part of these relays. I mean, mm. I think we really need... Um, show our hand in Guangzhou with the Australian strength in the depth of the relays. And uh, and Kyle, of course, he wants to get in there and get those individual spots in the 100 and um, and become the first Australian ever to uh, to defend, or the first Australian male hockey to, uh, to defend mm. that 100 freestyle um, and then have a crack at the 200. But he really wants to be part of those relays. And that's where our strength that's where our strength was in, in 19. And um, we've had a relay project under, underway here uh, under Jess Coronas for the last four or five years. And um, I think that's going to be an exciting uh, pathway for us to really showcase the depth of our sport um, in Tokyo. Yeah, mate, you can see he's a team player. There's no doubt. He, he's one of those guys that loves to be around the boys and loves to be on those relays for sure. And, um, you know, one of the things that really impressed me the most just to, just to see him, you know, in his day-to-day -day life is, look, he's physically gifted. We know that. But Man, he's mentally tough. He just loves to race that kid, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. There's no doubt about that. And he's he's made a point of that, hasn't he? And it was it was a great insight into um, into that. I mean, he's come from a from a footballing family. Um, mm. And if he wasn't an Olympic swimmer, uh, there's no doubt that he would have been a um, a top class um, AFL for our um, American viewers to the mm. uh, the Aussie rules uh, form of football. Um, yep. But you know, you, you see you see him on um, on pool deck. Um, and he's got a pair of goggles in one hand and he's got a footy in the other. And, um, you know, it, it makes him relax and makes him feel at home when, um, when he's playing with the footy and, um, and got the smile on his face and takes his, takes his focus, not his focus, but takes uh, his mind away from what he's got to do and, um, in that short period of time leading in. And, um, and then he settles down and gets ready to race. But I think that uh, 
you're right, to see him and the other side of him and uh, just how strong mentally um, he is and what he does um, to get himself in that space, um, yeah, was, uh, was quite insightful. Yeah, mate, I'm, I was a big fan before, but I tell you what, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan now. And, uh, mate, that's going to be a cracking race, in that, especially that 100 free between him and Caleb again. They've already had a couple of showdowns, but, I mean, two of the most uh, you know, gifted, talented, uh, strong-minded athletes, and they're going to come head-to-head again. And uh, what a race. That's going to be fantastic. Um, what about uh, – we, we did see a little bit of Bronte as well where she was struggling with some injuries. Um, how, how's she looking? How, how are the Campbell sisters doing? Yeah, really good. I mean, they uh, they like so many of the athletes. They um, um, they had their uh, their final hit out at the um, at the Sydney Open, and um, so good to see uh, to see Kate um, at the Australian Championships um, working on um, on. If she's got a weakness, um, it's her start. And I think to uh, to see her working with the sports science crew um, to ensure that she gets off the blocks. Um, that's going to be uh, crucial for her. But she did. Um, did lay something there or relay something there at that um, at that meet hockey where she said that um, I st- my only individual medal um, at the Olympic Games came in um, in Beijing um, where I got um, a bronze in the um, in the 50 freestyle. I started with that. Maybe I'll finish with that in Tokyo. Mm. So um, let's wait and see how that um, that pans out. But there's certainly competition coming for uh, for Kate and Bronte across the field in that 50 and 100 freestyle. And um, I think uh, it'd be um, amazing to see them uh, both on this team, but Kate yep. in particular, like Emily Seabom, um, to make a fourth Olympic team, only mm. being done by Liesl Jones. And um, But it's not an easy task, is it, um, just to make an Olympic team, an Olympic team hockey, but let alone four. And I think uh, that'd be just super to see uh, Kate Campbell um, in there. Uh, she knows she's got to work cut out, Emma McKeon, in great form in um, in that fifty and the one hundred freestyle, um, her win in that in that event um, in Sydney yep. and also at the um, at the the Australian Championships was was outstanding. Um, Bronte has struggled a little bit in the uh, in season, but I think she's coming good at the right time. Um, mm-hmm. And never underestimate um, Bronte Campbell. Remembering her amazing swim to win that World Championships in twenty fifteen in Kazan, and then back it up um, with the win in, uh, in on the Gold Coast in twenty eighteen. Um, she's a great little fighter, a great champion, and then they're, they're in the best of hands uh, with Simon Cusack. But uh, it would be super to have both Campbells on this team. Oh, mate, it, it has to happen. They're just too good. They're, they're, they're phenomenal. Um, great races. And, yeah, Bron- Bronnie said it in the documentary too. She, she's not much of a trainer. She, like, she doesn't mind the training, but she loves to race, you know, and so I think we're going to get the best out of us. Yeah. Um, listen, for our U.S. audience, there's some there's some kids racing next week in the U.S. that are going to pop that people have never heard of. It happens all the time. Give us a couple that, that are on the radar down in Australia that may not be kind of, you know, your household names yet. Yeah, well, we probably thought that Kayleigh McEwen was going to be a um, uh, one of those uh, sleepers, but she's not a sleeper anymore, is she? <laughs> no. Right? no. Yeah, she's done a great job. And I think that um, she's inspired um, so many young swimmers um, that uh, had their eyes on the prize. And, I mean, Kaylee, of course, is um, lining up for her first Olympic team. I mean, I looked at the trials back in uh, in 2016 when she was 16. Uh, she was sixth in the 100 backstroke um, and didn't swim anything else. So, um, I mean, four, five years on now, um, she really is um, one of the house, household names. Um, and there are some youngsters that want to, uh, want to join her on this journey as well. And I think the two 
girls that stand out, um, no doubt Molly O'Callaghan, um, mm -hmm. nicknamed her Molly O from St. Peter's Western, um, 100 metre freestyler, also 100 metre backstroker, couldn't have picked a tougher event um, mm. in Australia, of course, with Kay Lee, Minna Atherton, um, Maddie uh, Wilson, of course, maybe not as, as much as her freestyle now, um, mm. but certainly uh, Emily Seabom looks in terrific shape. Um, I think she really wants it badly. Um, so that 100 backstroke's going to be tough. But I think Molly O, um, looking at what she's done this season, Hawkey, um, could certainly be on our um, on our freestyle relay team. Um, yep. And then um, Elizabeth Deckers, 17-year-old uh, girl from, from Brisbane in the 200 butterfly. Um, her and Brianna Throssell, of course, are finalists in Rio. They're the two standouts in, um, in this event. But I think Elizabeth Deckers has been, like Molly O, has improved every time she's raced from the Queensland titles last December um, and through all the events this year, um, Elizabeth Deckers has done a great job. Um, and um, I think there's a couple of boys too uh, to keep an eye on, a couple of boys from the Rackley um, team from Centenary under Damien Jones in Thomas Neal um, mm -hmm. and also at Samuel Short. Um, Sam's a, um, an outsider, but certainly he was one of the stars of the national age. Tommy Neal, um, four five-time medalist at the World Juniors, um, in the 1500 and also the 800, and Sam as well in the uh, in the distance events. Um, anything's possible with those uh, with those events. And isn't it good to see the extra freestyle events, the distance events, Hawkey giving those youngsters another crack at um, the men, the 800, of course, and of course the uh, the 1500 for the girls. Well, yes, uh, I'm. I'm not a big fan, but uh, <laughs> you know, man. <me> <laughs> I wish they'd bring in some fifties of stroke. That'd be that'd be good for me. You know, bring in the fly. You know, fifty fly, fifty breast, fifty back. That'd be killer. Just but, talking uh, about that, I did notice one of your uh, compatriots walked past me just a minute ago. One Matt Target walked through. So, oh, uh, Target's there. Good on him. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's walked down the corridor. So it was great to see him in the building. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Well, uh, yeah, give him a big hug for me when you see him. But listen, what about our other boy? What, what what's what's the the buzz down in Australia with Cody Simpson? How's that going down there for for that? It looks like he's had a huge impact on swimming. Sorry, Hawk, I just missed that. What was that, mate? I was just uh, I was just referring to Cody Simpson. You know, what kind of impact oh, Cody, has he had? Yeah, yeah Cody. Oh, nice, nice. How's he doing? Yeah, well. Yeah, he's going great. Yeah, he's going. Uh, he's going real good. He, he came in last night, and um, it uh, must be a thrill for him when you arrive at um, at Adelaide Airport, and um, they've got two big posters of, of all the stars, and Cody's in the um, in right in the middle of it. But you know, with um, with Bronte and Kyle and um, and uh, and Brendan Hall from the Paralympic team, and, and Ellie Cole, and it's just uh, so good to see him. Um, he's been he's he's added um, as you know he, he's a game changer as well. What he's brought to the um, to the sport since he came back has been absolutely superb. So it was nice for him to uh, to walk in and um, I just followed him in and he, he's just so friendly with everyone and they, he bumped into an old, uh, an old mate of ours from Sydney, uh, former backstroker Carl Wilson was sitting mm. down having a, uh, having a coffee and uh, Cody recognized him and went over and shook his hand and um, and it was just um, it was just great to see him. He's so personable and um, there's posters of Cody on the way in as well. Um, so it really is good to see him um, just embracing everything and to see the swimming community embracing him as well. So um, it's been nice to, uh, to get to know him. And, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been terrific. And he, uh, he saw me the other day and he said, there's this nice story you wrote about me on, uh, on Swimming World about my family. 
um, and about the research you put into my mom and my grandmother. Um, I said, Cody, I didn't have to, f- to go too far to find out the research because my <laughs> wife Susie actually swam with your grandmother. That's showing my age. <laughs> so yeah, but, mate, it was, uh, mate, like, it just was like nice. you said, he's a, he's a good man. He's a, he's a good, he's a great good man. young yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, he, he's great for the sport in that sense. And um, look, you know, he he's going to get up on on the day and and he's going to race, and that it's going to come down to all you know from where we've started. I can't even tell you where we started, Hans. So it was it was incredible. But uh, he put the work in, and, and I'm glad he's there. And uh, Look, all eyes are going to be on him. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be tough. Um, in terms of media coverage and and what they're allowing into the building, and I, and I understand, you know the the um, the trials are live on television too, right? How's that all looking? Look, it's it's something new for us, new with regards to the Amazon Prime um, mm. involvement. But um, to walk in here and to see the um, the pool the way it's decked out, and to see their influence. Um, and the fact, the way they work with Swimming Australia, um, I think it's one of the most exciting pool decks, Hawkey, that I've ever um, ever walked into. Honestly, you you really feel like it's um it's it's the Olympic trials, and um, I know you do that with um at the with the US trials. And it's one of the meets I really want to get to before my uh, my time comes to an end. But you really know when um, from watching the the um, the the, uh, the vision of the Olympic trials in the US that you know you're in an Olympic trials meet, and I think that we um, we walked in here this morning, and that's just the feeling that we got. Um, but I think the um, the Amazon Prime, um, the fact that we had the, the head above water um, released um, just last week, has really set the scene for um, for the, the, the you know the the new the new breed in, in broadcasting of um, of, yeah. of the sport in Australia. And I think it's um it is an exciting um, a milestone in our sport, and I think it's going to be very exciting. And um, if uh, the chat around pool deck is anything to go by, and the attendance this morning at the um, at the presser, um, where there would have been um, eight, ten cameras, um, twenty odd journo's. Um, yeah, no, swimming's back, baby. Yeah, it, I can tell. I, I, there's definitely a buzz, mate. I'm in. I'm sitting in Delaware right now, and I can't wait to get this thing going. You know, watch it on TV live. That's going to be fantastic. The U.S. trials are on the, at the same time. You got the Aussie trials, so there's going to be some head-to-head clashing going on, and comparisons and uh uh, it's just a great time to be a swim fan and uh and i know you feel the same way yeah absolutely mate before we we wind up i just congratulations on on the job you've done with cody too mate he speaks very highly of you and it was just so so great to see um all that unfold in um in head above water and and to get that insight into um you know the journey that you guys have been on it was um yeah no it was uh was fantastic it was a lot of fun was it was a fun filled year for me you know we were, we were in lockdown most of the time and so we him and I got to spend a lot of time together I got to learn a lot about him and and the type of person he is and the character he has and um the the drive the ambition the the work ethic uh, I mean second to none you know so uh look um all credit to him he's the one that reached out said he wanted to do it I just came along for the ride helped him any way I could kind of picked up his bags and moved him for him and um, had a great experience and, and really, really enjoyed it. And um, look, uh, he, he's with Michael Boll now, and, and Boll is one of the best coaches in the world. So he's in great hands. We talk, uh, you know, he sends me messages a couple of times a week, just gives me updates. And um, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching him progress over the next three years in the lead up to Paris. So a lot of fun. Yeah, I think Hawkey, um, the influence that he's had on on the sport and particularly on on um, on the you know, on Bolly's group at the Griffith University mm-hmm. squad. Yeah. Um, it's just been exponential. It's um, you talk to um, 
to the guys there and and they're just um yeah they're just so um they're, they're right in it they're in that moment with him and um and he's just another member of the squad but uh, the input that he's had um has been superb and and uh, they're excited to have him there and as excited as he is to be there as well well, mate, I said I'd take 30 minutes of your time. It's been 29 minutes and 52 seconds. You absolutely nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Hey, listen, mate, um, good luck over the next week. It's going to be action-packed. Can't wait to watch it. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it, Hansa. Thanks, mate. Yeah, tw- yeah 29, 29 is about my, my old PB for a 50, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cheers, mate. Good to see you. See you, brother. All the best. Bye.